Hey there, beautiful soul. You are listening to Bridging Faith and Business, a platform that has been carefully cultivated for kingdom builders who are looking to build not only their faith, but also their business. This podcast is hosted by yours truly, Dela Sabio. I am an entrepreneur from New York City, and I understand the significance in conducting business biblically and also achieving and going after an entrepreneurial journey. Welcome to our journey together in bridging faith and business. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode in this podcast. This is your girl, Dela Sabio. It is Wednesday evening. It is our second time recording live here on this podcast. Um, well, being on YouTube at the same time. And we showed up today. We showed up today by the glory of the Lord. So today's conversation, first of all, before going into today's conversation, can we just give God glory and honor? God, we thank you for being great. We thank you for being strong. We thank you, Father, for being our heavenly Father. We thank you for comforting us. We thank you, Lord, that you are on the throne. And besides you, there is no other. We thank you for a personal, intimate relationship with you one that is personal, one that we can relate to, one that requires us to be in tune and commune with you. So Lord, we love you and we give you all honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Where do we begin? So this is like the basics of the basics because I think that we tend to talk to people about our faith and business and our belief and our religion as if everyone understand what it really is. And I think it's so important to take a step back and really analyze and just identify the basics of the basics. Number one, what does it mean to be a Christian? What what does it truly mean to be a Christian? And I am asking this question. We're going to discuss this conversation from an angle of the Bible. We are coming from the Bible. We're looking at scriptures. We're not looking, we're not talking from a place of uh, self. And we're not also, we're not talking from a place of Google. Because, you know, Google University will tell us a lot of different things. But the Bible is firm. The Bible is um, firm on what, Um, a Christian is. So number one, many people, this is interesting to me, um, which is really good that we're having this conversation because many people believe that going to church regularly is what sets them apart to be a Christian. Honestly, they feel that because they go to church, they're Christian and that's it. That's what qualifies them to be a a Christian. Um, the other thing is that others feel that being nice is what makes them a Christian. And I've also heard people say that I donate to charities, which means that I am a Christian. And so the the first thing I want you to know about Christianity, number one, this is Christianity is the world's largest religion with about 2.3 billion followers 
largest. It is the largest above every other religion. It is the number one religion that um, the world follows. And being that the world has a population of 7.7 billion people here on earth. Now, Christianity is a religion. It's not just a religion, though. Christianity is a lifestyle. And we're going to break it down here with this specific scripture. I have my Bible here. I hope you got your Bible, too. And you got your tea. I got my tea here. And I'm excited to go. So here is the basics of the basics when talking about how does the Bible define a Christian? A Christian is someone that has the behavior and a heart that reflects Jesus Christ. Acts 11 and 26. Now, I am a firm believer of reading the whole uh, chapter when we're looking at one specific scripture. But what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read a few um, scriptures. I'm going to read from Acts 11 verses 19 all the way down to verse 26. And it reads, keeping in mind that a Christian is someone that has a behavior and a heart that reflects Jesus Christ. Okay? So I'm at Acts 11 and 26. And it reads, Meanwhile, the believers who had scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far of as far as Phoenicia in Cyprus and Antioch of Syria. So I'm reading from the New Living Translation. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus to Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord, Jesus Christ. Verse 21, the power of the Lord was with them and a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived, verse 23, when he arrived and saw this evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. In other words, he saw something that was good. He saw something that was encouraging, that encouraged his heart. Verse 24, Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith. And many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he stayed there with the church for a full year teaching large crowds of people. It was here at Antioch in scripture that we see that we saw for the first time the label and the name Christian. And it's so amazing because in this text right here, we see that there, there it was almost like a domino effect. There was a group of people that were traveling and these one group of people, they preached the gospel and, and convinced others to give their life to the Lord to gain salvation. And then those same group of people, they went and they also preached the gospel. And, they, and it, it's, oh, it was like a domino effect. So it was a fruit 
uh, it was almost like a vineyard. It was great. It was successful. They kept talking about the goodness of God. They were text testifying on what the Lord has been doing in their life. They were preaching Jesus. They were preaching the gospel, which had qualified them to gain this name of being identified as a Christian. You see, there was fruits that was laid out first that had that had made them qualify to be a Christian. A Christian has to have fruits. The Bible tells us in the book of Matthew that you will know them by their fruits. A Christian, like we said at the beginning, a Christian is someone that has the behavior and a heart that reflects Jesus Christ. Now, here's the thing, though. Forgiving someone is Christ-like. Praying for somebody is definitely Christ-like. You know, giving to charities and to those in need is also Christ-like. Forgiving someone who despitefully use you is Christ-like. Uh, giving back, putting others before you is also Christ-like. But it is through the heart. It is the heart that truly matters when it comes to being a Christian. It is not... It is not the outside, right? The scripture tells us that man looks at the outside, but God looks at the heart. And the heart is the one, like these people that we see in Acts 11, their heart so loved Jesus. They were so in love with the Lord that they couldn't help but to talk about him. Even though they were traveling, even though they just saw and witnessed one of their brothers were um, persecuted, Stephen, where they, they, they saw him um, pretty much die. He was, he died in front of them. They still wanted to preach the gospel. In fact, it encouraged them to continue to preach the gospel because if, if Stephen, their brother was getting, uh, it was being persecuted. That meant that this was actually working. And then not only that, no one had to tell them to go and preach the gospel to talk about Jesus. They were just so filled with Jesus that they couldn't help themselves. They couldn't contain themselves have you ever experienced a time where you couldn't contain yourself like you just you have to tell somebody like you just witnessed something at the store and you have to tell someone what just happened you were going to the checkout and you thought you was going to pay a hundred dollars but the bill came up to 20 like you couldn't wait you couldn't contain it within yourself anymore you wanted to share it with someone as soon as possible and that is what we see here in acts 11 we saw the heart because out of out of the abundance of the heart our mouth speaks right and so what we see here we see the fruits that was laid out that these people these believers these people that were first called christians in this text they were identified by their fruits so moving forward which is interesting because we always think you know um we have our own perception on what it really is to be a Christian. Now, how do you know if someone is truly a Christian? I'm glad you asked. Now, Matthew 7, 15 through 20. Let me turn to Matthew. Matthew 7. And I'm going to give you guys a lot of scriptures um, just to edify the points that I am making to you this evening. Matthew 7. 
And we are talking about this because it's important to take it back to the basic. It's important to understand our why. Why Why are we Christians? Why do we believe? Why are we doing this? Why are we building a business on a, with, with a God that we barely know? What does it really mean to be Christian? And what are my benefits to being a Christian? What are the boundaries that I have with um, being a Christian? So Matthew 7, 15, verses 15 through 20. And it says... Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act, by the way they sing, by the way they eat, by the way they prophesy, by the way they pray, by the way they dress, by the way they show up. No. You will identify them by the way they act. You will identify them by the way they act. You can pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. Uh, verse 19, so every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Verse 20, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Now, the Bible let us know that we are able to identify people, places, and things by the fruits in which they produce. So when you are thinking about, is this really a Christian when you encounter someone? And can we just remove our lenses from analyzing others and take a moment to analyze ourselves first? Like if you're Christian, like let, let this, let this be for you first before this being for, for somebody else. Cause we tend to do that. We tend to say, Ooh, that's good for Susie in the back corner. Let Susie hear what this fact is about. But can we receive that for us? Like, can we search our hearts and analyze our thoughts? If we ourselves are truly Christian, what is the fruits that we produce? How, how do we produce the fruits that reflect Jesus Christ? And then we have John 21 and 15, where the Lord said, he asked Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? And he asked Peter three, three times in different ways, how um, do you love me? Um, and being a follower of Jesus Christ is loving what he loves, craving what he craves, standing for what he stands for, say, saying what he says meditating on who he uh, who he is acting on who on what he proclaims hating what he hates being a follower of Jesus is being is knowing who Jesus Christ is there is no way that we are able to be uh that we are able to really be a reflection of Christ if we don't know God if we don't know Jesus ourselves so there's a reflection. And as I was reading this 
little paragraph here that I have in my notes, it was a, a sense of reflection. Crave what he craved, love what he loved, say what he says, meditate on who he is, proclaim what he is about, hate what he hates. That is what it means to really be a Christian. And when, when he moves, we should be able to move without hesitation because we are intimate with our heavenly father and we understand who he is. Not because what he can do for us, but because who he truly is in our lives. So here's a moment of reflection for all of us. Because we are being more intentional to work on ourselves, like I mentioned, before judging or pointing the finger at someone else, here's a question for all of us to meditate on. How can we, you and I, how can we be more like Christ? How can we be more like Christ? Can we change? Is it, do we have to change the way we talk? Do we have to spend more time with him in our secret place? Do we have to open up the word and, and study a little bit more? What do we have to do to be more like Christ? Do we have to give more? Because God, Christ was a giver. And anytime he gave, it was pain attached to his giving. You, I was reading the Bible earlier today and I saw that whenever Jesus gave, it was sacrificial. And you know, Anyone can give. I can give you a dollar. I can give you a hundred dollars. I can give you, I can give you a place to stay. Like you can stay at my place. But it's different when it's a sacrificial giving. And Christ gave sacrificially. He gave with the intention of, you know what? I love you so much that even though this right here hurts, I'm going to do it because I love you, because I care so much about you, because you are important to me. Sacrificial giving is the highest form of love, is biblical love, is Jesus Christ. God encourages us to love with agape love. And that is what that means, to love sacrificially, give sacrificially. And when you see the true Behind true love is sacrificial giving. Behind true love is sacrificial giving. Behind true love, it is sacrificial giving. So I go back to our, our question of reflection. How can you be more like Christ? And in order to know Christ's ways, you must know Christ for yourself. Some of us may have to start with first learning about who Jesus is, right? We're starting from the basic. This is our take it back to the basic year. This is our foundation year. Um, so here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to meditate on this. We're going to think about this a lot more. And, and we are going to devote ourselves to learn more about God. If that's your portion where you want to learn more about God, I encourage you, take Find a Bible study online. Find a devotional that you can follow for, let's be realistic when we, try, when we, when we do the dates, right? We can, we can try a devotional for like three days, right? Um, I'm gearing up to read Proverbs, uh, the book of Proverbs for this, for this upcoming month in February. Because I want to read the whole entire uh, book. Because I love the book of Proverbs. But it's been a while since I read the whole book. Um, so I challenge you to find something that you can do 
to sharpen or not sharpen, but find something that you can do so that you can continue to be more of a reflection to God. And I honestly believe that it's not going to require so much of an action. I think it's going to require surrender, surrendering to the Holy Spirit and trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to guide you and lead you to where you need to be. So I know today was more like a Bible study type of thing, but this is where we are. We are starting from the beginning. We're starting from the beginning and we're making things make sense. And we're just talking about little, little things that we all feel that we know, but we need a refresher every once in a while. Now, next week, when we come on here, um, yeah, today was short and sweet, right? <laughs> to be honest, I do have more recordings to do. Uh, but yes, so next week when we meet, uh, we are going to talk about faith more in depth. And I am working on a workbook for you guys. An important aspect of our lives as Christians is faith. But what does it really mean to believe? What does it really mean to have faith? And that is the big question. I know last week we talked about faith just a little bit. But I want to dive deeper into what faith actually is. And I want to make it super practical. We want to make it make sense. We're going to make it super practical on what faith is and how you can take your faith and apply it to your your real life and your business. So you can believe again. So that is all for today's conversation. I look forward to speaking to you guys next week. If you are signed up for the newsletter, uh, I'm sorry, if you are signed up to the mailing list, which you can sign up on the website, DeLaSavio.com, you can sign up for the uh, the mailing list. I have a newsletter going out either tonight or tomorrow with so much information about what's coming up. Um, we are officially having a new, we are having a uh, part two of our digital vision board party. You guys asked, for another one, I had a few people ask me, can we please have another digital vision board party? And because you have asked and you've been um, you've been in my inbox, I'm going to definitely do another vision board party. So be a uh, look out for the newsletter, which you will receive in your email. And if you haven't signed up, go to the website, DeLaSavio.com and sign up for the mailing list. So you won't miss a beat. And in my, in, in the newsletter, I share with you something super personal that I felt like it was just like, okay, Lord, this is definitely going to draw us a lot closer because I have not been talking about this on the podcast and for you to get a behind the scenes look on what's happening in my life. So with that being said, that is all for today's podcast. Thank you for joining me tonight and I'll see you guys next time. Bye guys.